3: Hello and welcome to a pre-season edition of the Blue Monday podcast with me, Richard Woodwards, and I'm joined by ITFC Academy expert, Joe Fares. Joe, how's it going? Are you sweating like anything? It is I hot am here.
2: here. I've got sort of the windows across the office open trying to get a bit of breeze, but it's not really helping at the moment. It's we just are going to shed the pounds past me.
3: as this podcast goes on. We'll be a stone lighter by the end of it. How are you doing? It's been a long summer.
2: Yeah, good. Yeah, no, sort of getting back in the swing of football and been to a few games over the last sort of couple of nights and couple of weeks and ready to go for the new season.
3: Have you been um, doing your You cricket. You're into your cricket, aren't you?
2: Yeah, and I try and watch the cricket, but I haven't, I haven't been to any this summer, so I, I don't think I'll be getting to any of the Ashes bar Sky VIP draws or anything like that.
3: Did you do the Sunday of the Wimbledon final the cricket World Cup final and the F1 was...
2: Yeah, but I, I'm not massively interested in tennis or the F1 so that was just the cricket World Cup final which was unbelievable. I, the tension and how long it went on for I was on the edge of my seat for about an hour and a half just at the end of the game just back and forth back and forth and... If all somehow, cricket was like somehow that somehow managed to win it.
3: I think we'd all watch a lot more of it, wouldn't we?
2: Well, I couldn't watch much more of it, so... <laughs> no, it's
3: quite dope. And, and did you get into any of the Women's World Cup as well? I, I'd have to say I watched every all the women's game, all the England
2: Games? Did you get into it? Um, I didn't watch all the games. I, I was away in on holiday for for a lot of it, so I tried to catch England games where I could. And we landed. I got back to watch the second half of the semi-final. So I was the sort of jinx on that, as I was in the men's World Cup when oh, I went out to Russia for it. But no, I, I thought it was decent, and it was good to have the publicity it was getting from BBC and sort of really brought it to the forefront of people's minds. And I think the sort of terrestrial TV. That and the Cricket World Cup final shows how much you need to get these sports on terrestrial TV if you want them to grow, like the cricket.
3: Yeah, yeah. let I'm trying to find a neat segue to get back to Ipswich Town. Talking of things that won't be on terrestrial TV anytime soon, at <laughs> Ipswich Town. And yeah. you, you mentioned that you were you're the you've done a few preseason games and you've done some on the 18s and 23s. Which ones have you seen so far?
2: Um, first team wise, I watched the Germany game on the internet because i was in germany obviously for that or yeah. well, my lap my laptop was um i went to colchester on the friday night sudbury on the saturday for the under 23s um the under 23s last night at and the under 18s at felixstowe on oh, packing them in the, the other night tuesday night
3: and i i've done Notts county and i'm doing cambridge i don't know are you doing cambridge on saturday yeah,
2: yeah i'm doing cambridge on saturday and then the under 18s at stone market on tuesday oh hey that would be my pre season done.
3: This is how you've got to do the football manager scouting, right? You've got to see every game.
2: Yeah, well, this is the sort of biggest chance where you get to see them all quite quickly. And when you're watching sort of the 18s one day and the 23s the next and the first team the next, it helps you sort of set a barometer of where they are in comparison to each other. So it it does help. And we don't really have a huge amount of time into the season to get the ratings done. So uh,
3: cause it, yeah, because it comes out in winter, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, so normally about November, but my deadline's a long way before then for minor changes Any, anything big you can push through but it's hard to change an under 18 to be slightly better because you might be knocking on the door of the under 23s as opposed to all the, the thunderstorm has just started here Oof. as well on that night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we've joined us we'll know why i haven't had one yet so um oh yeah well um hopefully we won't black out we'll keep going um just a thought just a question for me we've had plenty of questions so thank you everyone for the questions um is this the point um where we this is where we see sort of we've seen dobra um Mazzuni, um a lot of bailey clements sort of making appearances amongst the first team is is this kind of normal and then they'll regress back to under 23s or is is there a view that these are the three there's a few others that i'm probably forgetting as well that might actually be around the squads
2: i think i think Mazzuni will stay around the squad but I think Dobber and Bailey Clements will probably drop back down. It's sort of is often the case in preseason where sort of three or four move up, and then as the squad gets complete late late into the season, the sort of there's three or four tend to drop down because there's signings that have come in. So these guys have really got to make a big impression in in the in the off season to make it. And it looks like El Mazzuni has made that impression. He's he went away and made sort of played full international football for Tunisia, which has obviously helped him. The sort of I'm sure, in a away game against Iran, is sort of a real baptism, baptism, baptism of fire, and sort of really helps sort of to adapt to the senior football, which he looks like he's doing.
3: Yeah, well, he's and you mentioned on the blue on the favourite blue on the chat that he's found his way into the squad photo, isn't he? So, um, it's yeah. always a an important indicator as well. Um, yeah, let's just go through the signings, and I'm going to struggle with um, our goalkeeper signing from West Brom, Adam Prisbeck. <clears throat>
2: Yes, something like that.
3: Uh, Thomas Holly as well, free on from from Gillingham. And then it's not we need too many. Luke Garbert, who um online from Everton, who's a who's formerly a left back, but we think he's a a left winger yep. now. Um and then we're kind of I'm looking through and then
2: James Norwood. It's
3: the big one, isn't it? Norwood, yeah. which on the face of it looks an absolute coup for us. Um yep if pre-season form and obviously his season with Tranmere is anything to go by we're just waiting for the injury aren't we against Cambridge on Saturday
2: well he seems fairly sort of touchwoods fairly resilient he didn't miss any games for Tranmere. I think he only missed one when he was suspended last year and he's he's played a lot of games over the years and he's at an age where he should know his body and be able to manage it but obviously he wouldn't be the first player to come to Upswich and have, have a lot of injuries, Yeah, exactly but right, yeah. Um, t- touch Woody doesn't because our season does depend on him really.
3: I think so. Yeah. So what we'll do is, as I said, there's not a huge amount of um, transfer business to talk about. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of go through this squad and assess kind of where it's at, um, where we think probably any strengthening is needed. And Lambert's today mentioned, he hopes to get three or so players in probably loans or maybe another freebie. Um, and then we'll have a look about how we think this squad will line up um, yep. and with a view to the start of the season. So this is um, me and Joe having a bit of guesswork and a little bit of assessment of what we've seen in pre-season. Um, we've got a load of questions, which we'll probably touch on as we go along. Um, but otherwise, we'll save those to the end. Yep. Um, so let's crack on, shall we? And let's hopefully beat the worst of the thunderstorm for you. So I guess in goal, the biggest debate we're going to have is Bart versus Thomas Holly. Um, Where would you go on on these two, Joe?
2: I'd I'd still go with Bart, personally. Um, I know he's had a a poor season last year. There's no getting away from that. But ultimately, he is our three-times player of the year, full Poland international. And we know he's a brilliant goalkeeper at the championship level. So he should be a brilliant goalkeeper at League One level. There's question marks about his distribution. Holy did look better at his distribution at Colchester on the Friday and I, and I do think that is something Lambert wants but if we can't shift Bart having your most expensive player <laughs> sitting on the bench not even in a position where they, you can't chuck him on for 15-20 minutes at the end of each game is is not ideal and I think that move to Mill will collapse and has sort of been a, been a real blow for everybody
3: Yeah, do you think that was Holly was brought in to be number one on the expectation the bar was going to be shipped out? I'd, I'd imagine
0: that
2: Holly was going to be brought in and we were going to be looking to bring another keeper in I know we've been linked with like Remy Matthews and a couple of others I think we'd have been looking to bring two in to compete in the same way that Barton gherkin had done I think that's what Lambert would have wanted to to push for that number one jersey as opposed to an out and out one but with Holly I, I'm sure when Holly was told he was coming here he didn't expect to be here with Bielkowski at this time of the season, I think agrees. he'd expect Bart to be gone and him to be having a sh- straight fight out with a clean slate against uh, somebody else.
3: We've talked about um, so Bart. There was the mistake um, in the first German game, wasn't it? it was Utrecht? No, which one was it? When Düsseldorf? Dussel- it, it was the 14 game, wasn't it? Where he kind of spilt it into that. that was yeah, not great. There was um, some iffy kicking at Notts County again. Um, uh, I just wonder whether. Th- I, I probably agree with you that he's going to start the season but I do wonder whether um, Lambert will look to I don't think he's going to get a huge amount he's not going to get a, a short shrift I think is what I'm trying to say the opposite is short shrift yeah. I think a few mistakes early doors and I think Bart will be on the bench don't you
2: yeah qu- quite easily he, he may even start it on the bench I'd, I'd I'd probably come down on the side of him starting but I don't think he could have any complaints if he didn't, because he's sort of shown a couple of issues in pre-season, which were the issues that were haunting him last year. Yeah. So I, I just saw him at the gym about an hour ago. I should oh, yeah. have followed him into the changing rooms. and
3: On the weights or cardio?
2: He was in the swimming pool with his children. Oh, okay, so. fine.
3: Working hard then. Yeah. Um, I just want to quickly pause on the keepers and talk about Harry Wright. Um, the thought, I guess, is that um we need to sort out our pronunciation on Prisbeck. I'm going with that for now. Um is that he's in there to allow us to loan out Harry Wright is is that something that you'd you'd expect
2: that's what that's what it sounds like I don't think Prisbeck has played much under 23 football when he was at West Brom where Harry Wright has basically had a year and a half being the number one for the under 23 so his next step is to get out get out on loan Prusbeck is a year or two younger his next step is playing the under 23s so it's all set up to try and get Harry Wright out presumably to a non-league team probably a conference national team on loan to try and play as a number one
3: um, My um, West Midlands sources tell me that um, Prisbeck is highly thought of up here just um, a little bit down the pecking order there's a few too many youth keepers that are stopping him getting um, exposure in, in under 23s or reserve football so that, that's a positive one but yeah expect Harry Wright probably to go out on loan so we'll come back to ha- who we think will start I think we're probably sat on the fence at the moment um, but two good you know Bart stays two decent first choice keepers there I would say albeit one of them's on a huge wedge um, and one of them is, um, is highly thought of definitely at, at league with Gillingham last, se- last season so it'll be an interesting one um, let's move forward to centre backs because this is where we've got the big issues for day one um, I'll just read them through and then I'll list where we've got issues so um, Chambers um, who sounds like he's had a good pre-season so far um, who is suspended on the opening day um, Toto Enciallo who picked up the injury in Germany um, but also expected to probably be first choice centre-back after a good end to the season and um, Janoy Dynastien is an option at centre-back. Um, I think Lambert probably favours him there more than right-back. But we'll come back to Dynastien and whether Lambert fancies him at all um, later on. Then we've got the youngsters. We've got Wolfenden and we've got Ndaba. And I've got Cole Skuse in there because he played at centre-back against Sheffield United. Um, and I think he did all right there. So um, so uh, ignoring Chambers and NCR who pick themselves, I think if we're if we've got... Um, a full strength side. What What is your take on Danasian? Let's deal with the Danasian conundrum first.
2: When whenever I've seen donassian play, I've always been relatively yeah. impressed with him. He's he's not. It it seems strange. he was bombed out so sort of quickly, almost by Hearst as well as Lambert. But he had some good games for us last year. He played up against sort of right back when we were away at Derby and kept Tom Lawrence quiet. Villa at home and kept it. A, Brentford a had a decent quiet. Game,
3: didn't he, home.
2: Yeah, well he, stu- he had a poor first half because he was stuck at left wing back and then yeah. went across to right back and did well but I just, I, I, the managers don't see it but I, I, he just seems a sort of good one-on-one defender he sort of can use the line well and things he's not the best at getting forward and he doesn't put much for crossing when he does get in a position but I think defensively he's sound and I'd, I'd like to see him given a bit of a chance because we have spent a decent fee on him we spent 750,000 on him haven't we? Mm-hmm.
3: I just wonder on this one, and and this is this is extrapolating from Lambert's previous behaviour, as well, once Lambert's made a decision on a player, that's usually it. So mm. I wonder whether Dynastien could do anything really to get back into favour, apart from hope that everyone in front of him gets injured and Lambert has no choice, which might work in his favour. We might see him there on Saturday. Um, but do you think he's Lambert sees him as a centre-back or a right-back or a left-back? Well,
2: he... Um he made it quite clear when he first came in that he saw him as a centre-back from his Villa days and I think also either Stuart Taylor and Matt Gill was an assistant at Tranmere and they, they took him on loan from Villa when they were there so they, they know the player well but I don't know whether when he went to Tranmere whether he played centre-back or right-back I, I'm not sure on that but he played a fair bit of left-back for Accrington but... Mm. I think if he was going to be centre-back, he'd have been tried at centre-back at some point in pre-season, and he hasn't been. So you've got to assume he's a right-back, because that's that's where he's been playing.
3: The the two youngsters then, um, Wolfenden and Ndarba, I'm guessing that Wolfenden is probably more likely to take one of those centre-back spots if we don't sign anyone than Ndarba. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, well, Wolfenden played sort of 30-odd games for Swindon in League Two last year. Good reviews from their local press guys and their fans. And so he, he's shown he can cut it in senior football. When, he's, when he has played for the first team here, he, it was only that one game at the start of last season against Blackburn, he looked good. Crystal Palace away in the cup, he played right back that day actually and looked good up against Andros Townsend and sort of coming on with fresh legs against him and he, and he, he defended him well. So he he I think he, we I'm comfortable with him playing. In Darba he's been very up and down for the under 23s some some day you look at him he's, he's got everything he's got all the physical attributes he's got a good left foot he can get up in the air he's strong but he still switches off he still makes mistakes and
3: yeah there was nearly yeah. one of north county him and by kind of crosswise and
2: yeah he he was part of a under 23s team at the end of the season that conceded a hell of a lot of goals in their last four or five games, and I'm not saying that's all down to one player because he had a sort of young team around him, trialists around him. But you'd you'd expect if they're sort of knocking on the door of the first team that, that they'd almost be a Rolls Royce in those games and get through them. And I don't think I, I don't think he impressed enough. And the fact we haven't we know that Chambers is out of the first game, we know Nchiala is out. and The fact we haven't seen Wolfenden and Indaba playing alongside each other is. Sort of a real indication that we're not going to see that at Burton, so it's going to be Wolfenden plus another A and other, whether that be John Gaffrey or James Wilson or somebody else.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to get um, the general thoughts on Andar because there was a, there was a few matches towards the end of the season where it was going to happen. He was going to get a, a position in this in the starting lineup or potentially in this. Um, it's going to be in the match matchday squad, wasn't he? And probably come off the bench, and that didn't happen. Yep. um <laughs> Are we putting too much hope on him? Is it are we rushing him or, or has he got the kind of has he got the skills to be able to back back up that that praise or that the the high profile that he's got in the academy?
2: Yeah, well, he he was on the bench a couple of times and Lambert said he was gonna make his debut before, before the end of the season, but I, I do think he just looked at some of those performances at the back end for the under twenty threes and and his attitude maybe I don't, I don't know that's a total guesswork and for actually no you you're not ready for this debut yet and pushed it back and he hasn't even played a huge amount in pre-season really does he he didn't mm. play he didn't play at all against Colchester. he played what a half against Notts County was he and yeah I came on the
3: second half yeah
2: one, one of the gap one half of the game in Germany so he's not he's not really played a huge amount I think ideally with him he'd be going out on loan to try and toughen up but I don't think we're going to be able to send him out. So this, he's at an age where this could end up being a bit of a wasted season for him because we sort of need him in the squad for depth. But I don't think he's going to be trusted unless he can really turn it Turn it round in the under twenty threes over the next few weeks.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you that I, I saw. I mean, I saw him once the under twenty threes against Coventry, and he didn't stand out. I mean, he was captain. I think that day um, mm-hmm. it was solid enough, but you wouldn't have put, picked him out and said this is a player that's ready for first team football. Um, so yeah, a little bit of development possibly needed there. The thoughts on Cole Scuse and Whether he's seen as a centre back option? He he's obviously a. a, a um, we know him as a sitting or a defensive midfielder. He played it right back against Notts County in the second half and. You know, you know what you're going to get with Scusa right back. You're not going to get a huge amount of defensive stuff coming through, but you're not going to get a huge amount of bombing forward. Um, Scusa centre-back, is that an option?
2: I, I, I don't think in a two it's an option. I think he's going to he's going to struggle in a in a, in a back four to play there alongside somebody because wh- while he played there against Shiftnut and did well, that was part of a back three where he could sort of sit back and sweep and had people around him. But when it's a... I say he's, he's, it's not that he's poor in the air but you get a big centre forward on him every time and he's going to struggle because he's heading the ball from a different angle there compared to when you're in midfield you're used to, you're not used to somebody bombing up against you and that, that side of things and I, I just think in a two he's going to be, centre back is not an easy position to drop into with regards to sort of offside lines and everything like that so I'd be, I'd be surprised if he was an option there but okay. I wouldn't rule it out completely
3: so he's an option for the for the full-backs only because I saw him there for Nonscanty. We're going through the fullbacks, backs um, two that we know for sure, um, Kenlock and Emmanuel. Um, we talked about the Nassian already. Um, Luke Garber is an option, though, as, as I said at the start. I think we probably expect him to be a winger um, more than anything. I think you've flagged that Wolfenden can play on the right side if um, yeah. push. Um, and then we're, we're into the academy players. We've got Barry Cotter. Um, Bailey Clements, the aforementioned Bailey Clements, and and sadly written down here on my list, um, but now out for six months. Tristan Niedermu, who'd, who'd made a cameo throughout pre-season at fullback. Just uh, your thoughts on that one, and whether there was any likelihood of Niedermu getting a chance at fullback in the first team.
2: Well, I, I really like Naidem at fullback when I've when I've seen him play there previously. I think he was another one that played in that Crystal Palace game. I'm pretty sure he played left back then as well. And he just he's just such a good, neat and tidy footballer, and he's got that sort of right level of aggression and sort of gets it going and good positioning and tackling and I saw him there in pre-season friendly against Peter about 2 years ago and I thought he could really make an impact there but obviously it hasn't happened. I'm um, judging from the pre-season friendlies it seemed pretty obvious that Lambert was having him as his backup to Miles Kenlock there because he was he was getting a lot of minutes at left back and we weren't looking at anyone else. We brought Luke Garber in but Nydon was the guy that started there so I, I do think that he he was going into the season as backup left back and it's a real shame that his injuries sort of could potentially cost him his Ipswich Town career when yeah. you when you look at it.
3: Is he out of contract next summer? Is he?
2: No, I think he's still got a while left, but it just ends up with effectively two wasted seasons, don't yeah.
0: you? Yeah, ne- next year,
2: last season was a write-off. This year will be a write-off, and then yeah, good show. Then what?
0: Yeah.
3: It's really sad, and we obviously wish um, him all the best in his recovery. It's going to be tough. Um, let's. Um, so we've Kenlock. Is probably first choice left back at this point. Emmanuel, let's talk about Emmanuel. It's a really tricky one because we're now a division below. He had a, a few minutes at the end of last season but made the odd mistake. Do you think Lambert trusts Emmanuel?
2: No, in in a word. I, I don't think he does. Um, he's sort of at the Preston game last year, wasn't it, where he played the first half mm. and just yeah. got got the hook at half-time, you didn't see him again after that for the season and he he just he doesn't look like he trusts him even on um, Tuesday night where he takes him off at half-time, puts Cole on. I think he's desperately scrabbling around for another right-back option because I think he, he seems comfortable enough with in there but I just don't think he rates Emmanuel at all and mm. I think Right back is a real problem position for us because I think we've got two right backs that he's not a big fan of at all. And I think that'll be one of the three signings that he spoke about today. I'd, I'd i'd be amazed if one of those wasn't a right back.
3: Yeah, this feels like we've been chatting about our right back issues for bloody forever, isn't it? It's like England's left hand midfield problem yeah. the noughties, isn't it? It's just crazy. Um, one option, I guess, there, um, though possibly a little bit of the Corian Darvas about him is Barry Cotter, who has also had preseason minutes. Do you think he's ready for the first team? I, th- I, th-
2: I think he looks ready when I when I see him. Like he, has I've he watched been him at lower last. A little bit, no. As well? Um, he, had, he has done previously for the twenty threes, but he played at lower stuff last night and put in a sort of really mature, good display there. But it does seem that he's been bombed out effectively. I'm, I, that's there's no knowledge or anything behind that but the fact he didn't even go on a pre-season tour when Mm. people like bailey clements are going who are a lot lower down the pecking order you'd imagine and he's just stuck in the under 23s i'd i'd be very surprised if he's here at the end of his contract but he's still got two years to run on it but he just doesn't seem to be in favor at all
3: one of mixed men maybe i don't know i mean it seems a strange one um you mentioned Bailey Clements, let's talk about him. He, he came on against Notts County and again again has featured in bits and pieces through the preseason. High thought of. Left back, I think, can play centre back as well if needed as well. Thoughts on him? He, he's probably still a little bit um, lightweight in terms of stature. But...
2: Yeah, it's, it's a bit early for Bailey still. He's he's a good player, though, and he'll, I think he will come good for Ipswich, but I think it's just still that little bit too early in what's going to be a real rough and tumble league to put. Really, inexperienced full fullback's in there. He wouldn't. He wouldn't let you down, but I think he might. He might struggle.
3: Is there a possibility of a loan for either of Cotter or Clements? I'd,
2: I'd, I'd hope Cotter gets out on loan because I just don't think he's going to get a chance here. So I'd, I'd hope to see Cotter get out. Clements, he might. He might be one that's considered for a loan, maybe post January.
3: How long has he been in the under twenty threes? Was it just last season that he broke through?
2: Um, he's actually spent the last two seasons there. So okay. both both years of his scholarship. Still quite so young he, though, isn't he? Yeah. So it, it, he's a first year pro now, but he actually spent his whole sort of under 17 and under 18 season, the under 23. So he's sort of got a good level of experience. He probably just needs to strengthen up a little bit there, though.
3: So I think we agree that Kenlock is probably first choice left back. Um, Garbert possibly at a push is the backup there. Danassi and Orr could cover if needed in absence of Nidham. And we think probably a right back signing is needed. Um, albeit it will be Emmanuel Donassian potentially there, but we don't think Lambert trusts them. So some business to be done there. The sitters, let's go into midfield. Sitters, so we've talked about Scoose. Um I don't think we need to talk much about Flynn Downs. I think, I'm I'm hopeful that Flynn Downs will be one of the first choice sitting midfielders. If we If we've got two, and it's the defensive-minded ones, I'd like to think he'd start to see Scoos be moved aside to make way for flint downs but um, I've also kind of got sitting midfielders if we're playing a 4-2-3-1 that might have a little bit of creativity about them and I think Andre Diselle and Emir Hughes might be options there as well. Um, There's not a huge amount of debate on these ones is there Joe? Am I missing no, no, anything?
2: No I think, that, I think they're all the players that could play there and that's that's where we've got good options there in reality hmm. I, I, I agree with what you say about hopefully this is the year that Downs takes over from scoos in that role because scoos is on his last legs effectively and Downs, Downs looked really good at Colchester on Friday I thought he had a lot of energy carried the ball really well he drove us forward he played in between the lines and just looked a, looked a sort of man from last year as opposed to he the season really well didn't he yeah and Downs really I'm sorry Lambert you can tell really likes him because he played him a lot probably more than any of the other youngsters
3: hmm. So I think that is one area where I think we've got um good strength and depth, and then we're kind of into the what I've classified as advanced midfielders um and we'll lump in the number tens here as well, Joe if that's all right, okay, so, so what I would class as the central midfielders or advanced midfielders if you've got two sitters and number one, eight yeah number eight the or matt holland role. um is who's is can play forward, I guess. Um, but we're talking John Nolan, again, Andre dizel maybe be forward. Um, Teddy Bishop, if, if, if. Teddy Bishop comes back yeah. from injury. Another disappointing pre-season injury there. Um, Alan Judge um, is an option here, um, if he stays. And Idris Ilmazuni as well. Um, we'll come back to talk about formations, Joe, and whether how this configuration might work. But again, when you're looking at the likes of Hughes, Nolan, dizel bishop if he gets fit and judge that's decent first team quality and then t- t- talk to us about ilmazuni if you can um, and where you see him sitting fitting in I,
2: I i think at the moment he's probably seen more as a 10 than an a I, f- I think when he plays in the younger age groups he is someone that will play as an eight just because he can get he can get all around the pitch but from what i've seen of him in pre-season he looks lambert looks like he wants to be playing him further up the field I think he's, he's a very good pressure of the ball and wins, wins the ball back in good positions I think maybe he's just not quite, maybe quite trusted enough to get around the pitch and maybe he doesn't have the fitness to get around the pitch at, at his age he's just make, can sometimes be a bit leggy because of, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I saw that at Notts
3: County and he also has um, I don't know whether this is one of those things that football coaches or managers can see past, but he does look a little bit lethargic or a little bit uninterested at times as well when the ball's not mm. near him. I don't know if that is yes. something you'd agree with or not. Or something I observed on Tuesday.
2: Night. Um, that's not something I've noticed because a lot of times in the youth games, he's almost the best player on the pitch, so right. the the ball is getting to him as often the good as players it can, generally so.
3: do that, don't they? They probably look yeah. like it's too easy and they're actually and the, yeah
2: the teammates are trying to get the ball to them at all times, so yeah. there's there's an element of that. But I, th- I think he he's got that sort of knack of making things happen and being in the right place at the right time. So I don't think he'll start, but I think he'll he'll be one of those players that will make an impact this year.
3: Hmm. And big season for Andre Dezl if we don't sell him to Norwich for a stupid amount of money. Um, your thoughts on whether, whether Andre Dezl is is better sitting deeper and pr- spraying passes around, or whether he can bomb forward? I think I don't really. See, see the best of him when he was tried as a number 10 towards the end of last season so is he kind of a more no. of a quarterback
2: yeah that, that's that's where he's played all through his youth career at sort of at Ipswich and for England as well he's played as a number 6 where they normally have sort of a ball win around a ball player especially in the England setups. and he's always been the ball player there who gets on the ball and ticks it over and he's just got such a good range of passing that he can sort of make pass that other players wouldn't even spot and he's he's just I, I there's obviously a lot of interest in him at the moment and i think we've we've got to just try and make it work with him this year we've got to try and showcase him and yeah he does have his faults he's not the best off the ball but i think sometimes you've just got to set a team up to show show off what he can do not what he can't do yeah. and it would be such a shame to see him walk out the door without us in or at least trying to get the best out of him in an Ipswich shirt
3: agreed and He's kind of shown in patches, isn't he, so far in his town career what he can do. It'd be good if he had a, a full season in League One to kind of to boss that, you know, <laughs> as as we think Alan Judge might if he stays around or if Emma Hughes can get fit. You know these are players who are top tier in League One yeah. championship quality players that are, are a different class to most of the players in the division.
2: And and also they're, they're the players that you can just get massive value for if, when it comes to sell them, if you can showcase them off. Like the, the talk about this Norwich transfer, I only saw it just as um, sort of logging on. But the EADT said that we'd basically put five million price tag on his head to Norwich, and that's that's sort of back of a, a season where he hasn't really done a lot. If, I know it's only League One, but if he if he could become a key player for us and sort of dictate the game, he's going to be worth double that hand, yeah. even even from League One, because the transfers are silly now. That the Premier. The, transfers into the Premier League are just absolute ridiculous money and you've just got to get these players Premier League ready and that is where you're going to make your money and that is how this club can be sustainable
3: Mm. you tweeted some sage wisdom as you always do Joe um, at Joe Fairs everyone if you're not already following Joe about the Alan Judge transfer situation can you take us through your your thoughts on on that one he's obviously still here signing autographs at the um, supporters fan day thingy today so yeah what's your take
2: um, I, th- I think it's clear, it's obviously been announced now, but I think it was clear previously that he wanted to go because in reality, why wouldn't you? He's yeah. This situation's come out of nowhere for him. Warburton wasn't in charge, he signed with us, but now all of a sudden a manager who he's played his best football of his career under is taken over a club which has a training ground 10 minutes from Brentford where, he lived, where he's basically been commuting to a place 10 minutes away from that for the last... Sort of, what five or six years so he's he's got family settled there and also i'm an ipswich resident but west london is a probably a nicer place to live than ipswich generally especially if you're oh earning...
3: whoa there joe whoa yeah if you're if you're earning so the guy who lives four... 150 miles away from Ipswich.
2: <laughs> yeah three or four hundred thousand pounds a year it's probably even better to live in west london than yeah. it's in ipswich but it's 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 a shame that the situation's come up and it's it has come out of nowhere and i i i I get the fans criticised and saying we shouldn't have signed his contract if he didn't want to be here. But he didn't know the situation was coming up. We'd all look at this on our situation. But it's just frustrating how now a lot of people are starting to talk down his contribution to us last year where it's clear he sort of sort of dragged us up a little bit with him. And he had that yeah. sort of Jimmy jilton style attitude Great where self, yeah. he brings everyone up around him and he demands high standards. And you could tell just watching those little teammates videos that the club are putting out. They all think he's the best player here, and it'd be such a shame to lose him. And ho- hopefully we won't. Like I say, it's, I, I think it's far from a done deal that he'll go. Lambert's come out and said that they're offering something which is nowhere near what Evans wants. And if if they don't, if QPR aren't prepared to pay a fair fee for him, then he'll stay here and he'll play well for us. And.
1: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
1: Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: I think that's all, that's all we can hope for, really, because I don't think we're going to get anyone as good as him if he does go, but...
3: Agreed, yeah.
2: GPR, I've just got to stump up the cash, and I'm sure Evans isn't asking for something stupid like three, four million for a 31-year-old player. I'm, I'm sure it's a fair fee of sort of maybe seven figures but just seven figures but QPR 250 grand 450 yeah, some it's a waste of time 250,000 for him that, that, that doesn't get you anything does it There's just, they're just pathetic little bids and if, if if the club were to sell him for that the fans had every right to be furious at the owner but at the end of the day we've just got to try and get a good fee for him if he does go
3: little slugs with no personality Joe um, wingers um, we'll come on to now just your thoughts on we'll, we'll, we will talk about formations I keep teasing this we will talk about formations um, in a bit but judge uh, number 10 or a winger for you
2: number 10 ideally yeah. but he, he can play in that wide role it does put a lot of pressure on Miles Kenlock behind him but Kenlock has got that sort of engine to get up and down the pitch so he doesn't struggle too much with it but you want to get your best player in a position where he's going to get the ball the most and that is number 10 and that's where he's going to cause the most damage and that's what we need to try and do Mm.
3: Um, so the other options out wide are um, Guion Edwards who is injured Um, Luke Garbutt so we'll finally talk about Luke Garbutt Jack Lancaster um, potentially going to be a big season for Jack, and he's got a recurrence of his back injury. Um, Danny Rowe, um, David Diamond is praying to the footballing gods that Danny Rowe sets the world alight for him this season. And then we've kind of got a few, um, Jordan Roberts um, could play there out wide left, I think. Freddie Sears, when he comes back, obviously out right. Um, and I've lobbed him in here because you love him, and now I love him too. Armando Dobra, the star of Notts County away. Um, should we talk about Luke Garbutt? um briefly um wonderful left foot is all i keep hearing do you know any more? yeah well he
2: was he was highly rated as a youngster at everton and played a lot of sort of england youth youth group football but he was always a sort of sort of gallivanting left back who would hammer crosses in and always had a really good cross on him but it sounded like he had he had a good loan spell at fulham in the championship two or three years ago but then since then he's gone back backwards he was at Cheltenham and then last year he was at Oxford where their fans will tell you that at left back he was poor and left midfield he looked really good when he when he was playing left wing and made some real interesting and good contributions to their sort of strong end end to the season and it seems like he is now a left winger that is what his position is from Lambert said I know where I want to play him and he's gone to play him twice and he's played him twice on the left wing so that is what he is I can't I can't say I've been impressed with what I've seen of him so far I thought at Colt Street, I thought he was quite poor but that was his first minutes of pre-season so I don't think it'd be fair to judge him on that I think he's, he needs to get up to speed like the rest of the players have had the chance to but I don't know how was he at Notts County
3: I thought he was decent at Notts County he had a bit of the Ellen judges about him in that when you played judge wide mm-hmm. he drifts central um, so Garber was cutting in a little bit um, into the central midfield but I liked him I didn't see a huge amount of this left foot or this delivery that is supposed to be good but people keep saying it so um, we'll give him a chance to get up to speed but I thought he was decent on Tuesday um, a good sort of 60-70 minute cameo, not a cameo is it if it's 60-70 minutes but nah. a good good outing as the cliche goes I think he'll probably be first choice at left wing I'd guess if Guillaume Edwards isn't fit Um Jack Lancaster, Jack, um, Joe, um, this back injury, is this something for us to be worried about?
2: Well, yes, it is, isn't it? Like, I, I, I don't know much of the details. The club don't tend to go into a great, great deal of detail on injuries, but ultimately he, he was going to miss 10 weeks or eight weeks with a strained back, and then it turned out it was a stress fracture to the back, and he ended up missing the whole season. He's come back, he's looked sharp, and there's an issue again with his back. Like I would say backs are not an easy thing to deal with I've, you don't meet somebody who used to have a bad back do you it's sort of a once you've got a bad back you, you could be stuck with it but hopefully that isn't the case i'm not a doctor that's not not one of my careers oh. but well, if anyone um, wants
3: medical advice joe fairs at joe fairs yeah. 30,
2: yeah but just I'd, I'd, ho- hopefully a stress factor is something that heals and then it and then it is done. But I think I read somewhere that it's to do with sort of like scar tissue and things that right. when it when it heals that it can be an issue with that. So Inflation. hopefully it's just that and it Swing. hopefully it's just that and it clears. Yeah.
3: He would probably be going into season first choice right winger, do you think? I Without think him and Danny
2: Rowe him and Danny Rowe would definitely be fighting it out, but I think like we were saying about Andre Diselle, where you want to try and put these youngsters in positions to not, I don't think it's right to send a shot window you want to put them in positions where they can show show their abilities off and earn sort of become worth sort of 7, 8, 9, 10 million pounds mm. if you could have played Jack Lancaster on that right wing and he's get you 12 goals and 10 assists from that position all of a sudden he's sort of one of the hottest prospects in the football league and he's worth proper money so it's a real shame in that respect
3: mm. Danny Rowe is this the season tell Dave the good news
2: it must be that we, we don't have any options and I, I really like Danny Rowe as well. I, I, I find it strange that he's never had a look in really here because whenever I have seen him, he's always, he's always made something happen. I'm sure there's probably an element to his game. It must be his defensive work, which the managers don't like how he tracks. It's not something as fans, you really pay a huge amount of attention to from your wingers. But every time I see him, he makes something happen. I thought he was very good at culture the other night in the, Germany games, he was the one again making things happen, and sometimes his final pass lets him down. But I don't know, he's just a player that I just I don't know, I just I just like him. He just does stuff,
3: and he can play num- uh, number ten, can't he? Because I think he played there for uh, for Lincoln. Can play both sides as well. Cuts in, yeah. If you want to play inverted wingers, and I Ben's a big fan of the inverted wingers. Um, he's great for that. I think you we think he will start, won't we? Against Burton that's good probability yeah. there. Um, Jordan Roberts. Probably more of a striking option, do you think, at this stage, or is he an option on the I left think if if you
2: if you if you're playing four three three as opposed to four, two, three, one, I think he's more of an option because it gives you a little bit more physical presence up there. And he's he's another one that's impressed me in preseason. He's he's really sort of against culture I thought he made a massive difference when he came on there. He's he looks fit, he looks sharp. Sometimes he doesn't quite have the quality to go with his sort of attitude and work rate and brain and sort of footballing brain, but he he looks someone that will do something for us and I know he's he's got a goal in him as well so I I quite like him and when he has played on the left he puts a good cross in I think he'll 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 make a contribution to our season at some point and it's up to him if he can push on with that
3: yep Um, Freddie Sears obviously out until I think the turn of the year um, Christmas New Year Um, talk to us about Armando Dobra Joe he he grew into the game on Tuesday (laughs) night against Notts County I, I like him
2: I'm glad. I'm glad you got to see see the little magician in action. But he, he didn't really have a chance to get into the game at culture. But he's just a player that I, I just love watching him play. He's, he gets on the ball. He drives at men. He beats him. He commits people. He has got that little nasty streak to him. He he's he's, he's going to be a player. He's played for Albania under twenties and oh, he's the just a player
3: to play for Albania. In the yeah, 20s,
2: but so there's sort of some international recognition for mm-hmm. him and he had he had a brilliant season for the 18s and the 23s last year for the 18s basically the start of the season him and Idris el really stood out and Idris has got that extra size and stuff and that, that's really pushed him on with that but Dobra is going to be one of those wild card players that you can just chuck on to try and get him to do something for you his his final shot isn't always the best but it's improved so much over the last two years and he's he's got a it's got a good number of goals last year for the 18s and 23s at one point he was almost scoring a goal a game and yep. he's just someone that I, he gets the fans off their seats when he gets on the ball but I think it might be a season too early for him this year but was we'll a couple see. of
3: moments in Odds County where he actually had an opportunity to shoot and hesitated and then he had to sort his feet out and then the moment was gone but he's got great quick feet isn't he two-footed I think um, yes. quite a diminutive stature he's kind of able to bounce off players he sticks his boot in as well, he's got as you say a few niggly challenges that were caught up on as well, so he gives some back as well, which I think is a wing he needs to um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the bench for quite a bit until some of these injuries clear up, I think he might get a five ten minutes at the start of the season maybe, possibly Burton before the tougher games against Sunderland and Peterborough but yeah, one to watch out for there definitely, Um we've gone through the midfield and the, and the wide options there in terms of strengthening and transfer, possible transfer business. Any, any additions that you would want to see in those positions? If so, where?
2: Um, it's, it's, it's difficult because on, on paper, I think, I think we're okay set. Obviously you've got the Alan judge issue that if he were to go, but I think you've, like I say, you've got Quion Edwards, Luke Garbert, Jack Lancaster, Danny Rowe, J- Jordan Roberts. they that's that should be enough for for the wide players and and but we'll see if, if judge goes we probably need one more in there because we're a little bit short with injuries at the moment green edwards hasn't played at all in pre-season like john nolan we haven't really had a huge amount of information about what their issues are but they're they're not going to be good to go till realistically the start of september and that's five or six games into the season
3: yeah i think possibly just because of the injuries alone there just to add a bit of depth might be needed um let's go to strikers because this this is quite straightforward really um if it's a one-up top it'll be james norwood and he'll fight every second ball he'll create chances for himself he'll lay the ball up um this is probably the signing that we needed last season wasn't it really but got him through the door this season he could be big for us couldn't he
2: yeah no he's looked really good he's looked Every, everything we've wanted him to be looks like he's been that so far he's got that winning streak he looks like he's a real character around the dressing room and amongst the squad he's his finishing has been brilliant he's barely missed a chance so far and mm. hopefully he hasn't used that all up in pre-season but he he just he looked he, he look i say every, everything we need in that one man up front in this system he, he looks like he's got and if we can keep him fit for the season he's going to get you 20 goals isn't
3: he yeah um Caden Jacksons, who's also had a pretty decent scoring record in preseason, it just um, it's quite a frustrating player to watch. So Jackson, he, there are moments where he just gets it, and he's he plays instinctively and scores really interesting goals, different types of goals. Obviously, electric pace, but his his brain just isn't there, is it? I I, I don't think he's he's going to be a, up front on his own unless Norwood's injured, is he?
2: No, he he he's, he plays a different game to Nord, where he sort of runs the channels and stretches the defence and stuff that way. But the problem is when you're playing four three three or four two three one, when the striker does that, you then don't have anyone in the box for the sort of decent openings that he does create. And but I thought again Colchester, it was Norwood, him, Jordan Roberts, Danny Rowe. They were all linking up really well. They all looked like they knew each other's game very well, and hopefully. So I think he'll make a decent impact this year. He's got goals already in pre-season. He got another one on Tuesday night at Notts County. Missed one, scored one. Missed a couple in Germany. Scored a couple in against Colchester. He's he's it. He'll he'll do okay for us. But he he does look like he's someone that needs to play with a partner. And I think we will need to bring another striker into the into the squad.
3: Thoughts about him possibly playing out wide? Given he's got pace.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I could see it. I, I could see it on that sort of left-hand side. He's because he does to spend a lot of time out there. and I I think he did that role for us a few times last year, but you sort of want him through the middle because he is just so, so fast, isn't he? And he just scares defenders with that pace.
3: Him and Ilmazuni linked up quite well for a few through balls and that kind of stuff. He has got the electric pace and possibly a a level below now. Um, Maybe he'll tear it up a little bit, but he's going to have to do well to get the number 10 position off well the number 10 jersey yeah. isn't it the, the, the lone striker position off Norwood um, yeah
2: and if, if you've got Andre Giselle there sort of playing balls through I think he's he'd work well with him but you've got to hope he's someone that can come on against tired defence and cause them all sorts of problems
3: yeah um, the other options we talked about Jordan Roberts Freddie Sears again is another option there as well and then we've got four kind of youngsters um, some of whom are injured um, Ben Morris who kind of injured. injured had a little breakthrough at the start of last season then went out alone and got injured. Ben Falami, who I think is injured as well, is he or is he around? Injured. Uh-huh. Injured. He's injured, yeah. Aaron Dryden, who played last night, but you think walked off with a little niggle maybe?
2: I, I, it was more just that he sort of went down and he, he was then subbed off. off he, 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 d- he didn't receive any treatment and oh, okay. he, he looked decent against Sudbury on Saturday. He looked good against Lowestoff last night, but he, I, it just feels like him and him and Barry Cotter are in that little bomb squad and I don't expect to see them pushing on into the first team.
3: And Kai Brown, any, any chances of Kai Brown making him a first team appearance? Not,
2: not really, not in the century. He, he, he might be one of those players that comes in, into like a wide forward role because that's where he's tended to be playing more for the under-23s at the moment and it, it might be that he gets an opportunity there later in the season but I wouldn't expect to see him playing as a number nine for us.
3: So we think another option possibly needed out from maybe a, another loanee, yeah?
2: Yeah, or... Will Keane is he still available Will I Keane thought he shout, was a...
3: yeah I don't know where he's got to um, but
2: we'll, we'll, we'll struggle to sign him as a he's going to want to play every week but
3: Bunsen burner nice little owner he wants want big money won't he um so we Joe and I have had a bash at what we think the team will be for Burton um and we've factored in injuries so this will be as realistic as we can get it. Um you can't see what I've I've got a special graphic so everyone who's watching the video can see this as a graphic. Um you can't either you see it either Joe but it looks great trust me I've got a lot <laughs> yeah. of effort into it. Um so you've gone for a 433 I'll read it out so you don't get embarrassed when I tell I you tonight. I,
2: I do remember it. I um, do remember it. So
3: you've You've sat on the fence here, spinters in your bum. Bart or Thomas Holly, make it make it cool.
2: Um, if Bart is still here, I think he'll play.
3: Okay, and you've gone for the nass in a right back.
2: Yep, I don't think Emmanuel is well. It's I think it's a two, better two bad options as far as um, Lambert is concerned.
3: Um, and Wolfenden and a new centre-back Slash Ndaba in the other centre-back position. I guess there's not a huge amount we can say about that apart from we fully expect a new centre-back, don't we?
2: Yeah, I think it will be somebody making their debut that day at centre-back alongside Luke Wolfenden.
3: Um, Kenlock, no surprises there. And then your midfield three, this is a this is solid. Um, Downs, scoose and hoos, there's some rhyming couplets there. Um, there's not much debate about that. Um,
2: no, I think the, the only thing would be is like yes, Emir Hughes has played, sort of taken a part in the last four preseason games. But is he going to be phased into first team football, or is he now seen as ready to go from the off? That's that's what we we aren't sure about yet. I think we'll know a lot more about that after Cambridge on Saturday.
3: Uh, your alternative option, obviously, is sticking in Dizelle, there, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that would be Dizelle instead of Hughes.
3: Um, and then your front three um, is. Um Danny Rowe on the right. Um, Roberts slash Judge, subject to transfer business, presumably there.
2: Yep, yep. And judge if Judge if he's here or I think Jordan Roberts and then James Norwood up front.
3: Okay, so yeah, that's looking pretty balanced there. Um, in terms of ideal lineups, wh- where would you be making changes? Ignoring the centre-backs, um, which would be Chambers and NC Isla, presumably. Where else would, <laughs> are you kind of making compromises here?
2: Um, I, in, in midfield is where the main compromise. I, I think we will end up as a four-two-three-one team, and I think the two you're going to be hopefully looking at sort of Flynn Downs and Flynn Downs, and maybe Emmy Hughes in there with Alan Judge in front of those, or maybe I, I suppose if if, every, if everyone is fit, I'd imagine you'd probably play Flynn Downs or, or Colscuse as well. Until he takes over, Emi Hughes and John Nolan as a midfield three, Alan Judge off, off one flank, Jack Lancaster off the other flank, James Norwood in the middle. I think that team is going to take some beating this year in the league. But how many how many times will Hughes, Nolan, Downs, Judge, Dzell, Lancaster, Norwood, Bishop all be fit together? Yeah. So I've t- I've totally forgot I've totally forgotten Bishop in there. That that is if if all those central midfielders are fit, you are going to be. Sh- struggling to pick a, pick free out of that aren't you so that's why I think we're going to end up sort of 4231 or 433 with three in the center because we have so much quality in there if we can get get them fit
3: if we can get them fit yep um so my team is the 4231 um and I've I've gone a bit controversial so I've also um got splinters in my bum on the keeper but I'm going to go for holly only because um I saw the part of last season against Notts County poor kicking um, the goal was probably a little bit harsh but I just don't think mentally he's there um, and I think he probably thought he was going to leave and he's staying which is why Judge doesn't make it into my team either um, though I probably suspect I agree with you that Hughes probably won't start so I've got Hughes at the number 10 I'd probably swap him for Judge um, I've gone for Emmanuel at back because I don't believe that Lambert um, trusts or even likes Denassian um, I've gone for new centre-back slash Cole as centre back um along with Wolfenden um for the experience and because I wanted to be different to you and sure. so there you go. Um Ken, nice and easy we agree on that one. My two sitters are Downs and Diselle. Um which is why Scus is at centre back. Um agree with Ro, agree with Roberts, but I've also um wildcard Dobra might get a chance I've put him there just for fun just to see what What to start (laughs) start on Burton and um obviously Caden Jackson out front no James Norwood out front yeah so we've got plenty of questions Joe should we jump onto those I was going to ask you about 442 we've alluded to it I'm pretty certain we've got a question about 442 so um I'll save that for the questions let's um Let's get to Twitter. Thank you, everybody. Let's do these as quick as we can. Um, Tim Pashley, um, given recent injury events, how much are we pinning our hopes on Hughes for the first few months of the season? We've kind of talked a little bit about this, but do you think we can rely on Hughes just yet or is it just giving him as much minutes as we can?
2: I think it's just give him as much minutes as we can. Fortunately, we're in a position where we've got other quality in that position that we're not we're not totally reliant on him.
3: Yeah. Um, we just need to get people fit don't we in those in those central midfielders because as you say if everyone was fit it's a really difficult job for, for Lambert isn't it but um, we've got a question about injury so we'll come back to that one um, Luke Penning um, worth a follow everyone Luke Penning does some really good um, videos and um, assesses transfer targets and so on um, who do you think will be the breakout player from the other 20, 23s this season that currently isn't around the first team group we talked about Neil Mazzini is there anyone else we should be keeping a lookout for Joe no not,
2: not really, to be honest, because I think you see how many injuries we've got and seeing how small the squad has sh- shrunk to that realistically, everyone who is going to be pushing on there is already there. You could you could maybe say a Ben Morris or a Ben Falami when they came back from injury or Armando Dobra, but would you say Dobra's part of the first team? I'd... It's
3: part of my first team, Jay, but why do I know? Yeah. Um, Cindra Eliasson, who's been really active on the old um, questions this um, today. Let me pick the right one. People always talk about 4-4-2 as the answer, um, as the only solution to involve more people in attack. I know not have any town fans talking about improving our 4-3-3 with different types of midfielder arriving from deep. Um, thoughts on this 4-4-2 versus 4-3-3? It feels to me that 4-4-2... <laughs> would be the option to bring the best out of Caden Jackson. But has he got a point about the quality that you play alongside, as you've gone in your selection, on this 4-3-3 or maybe the night, um players coming back from midfield?
2: Yeah, it's it's not oft, it's not always just about quality. It's about the type of players you're playing that 4-3-3, three, three, where if you're going to be playing Jordan Roberts on the left-hand side of a 4-3-3, three, three, or if you're going to be playing Alan Judge... Jordan Roberts there is a is a striker on the wing and, and will get into positions to score goals. Alan Judge isn't going to be getting into positions to sort of getting behind the last man and trying to score goals that way. So I see, I sort of agree with what Sindra was saying on the tweets. I did have a look at these earlier and it's not just about getting two strikers on the pitch. Like all the te- biggest teams in the world, like Man City score 100 goals with one strike on the pitch. Liverpool, I know they have that front three, but... That is still one main striker with two wide strikers and we we just need to try and get better sort of quality and wide strikers who actually want to get in the box that wide as opposed to your sort of wingers. Like Jack Lancaster as opposed to Gwion Edwards. Lancaster's I know Edwards gets you a few goals, but Lancaster's one that is trying to get in the box to score goals.
3: Was that a rumble of thunder I just said in the background, Joe? You alright?
2: yeah there's quite a lot of lightning it's actually it's getting
3: closer we'll, um, we'll wrap this up as quick as possible um, Blue Soap has asked about 500 questions here let's um, um, will Bart still go yes or no
2: I think we'd still like to get rid of him but I just we're running out of clubs now I don't think there's anywhere he can go now
3: that Millwall Medical appears to have shaken or well, it seemed to have put people off as well hasn't it
2: yeah, I think we, we we just need. I know it sounds bad, but we need a championship club to have their keeper get injured. Yeah, that's our that's our only hope.
3: Fingers crossed. Then. Um, <laughs> what are the chances of the see the centre back trialist signing? Any, any thoughts? Noss County I would say that um, it was Wilson. I think who played in the second half seemed a little bit more assured. But I think he's played. He's had more uh, preseason training. But thoughts of these two, or is this someone um, else?
2: Neither of them have sort of great pedigree, but I suppose that's where we're shopping. I'd be, Lambert's talk about free players he wants to sign. I'd imagine these are very much a full back options. If we can't get hold of the centre back, he's clearly trying to sign from somewhere else. Mm. Um, so so chances are yes we will end up with one of them we'll
3: gamble away we'll end up having to uh, get Burton we'll come interview we'll panic won't we Um, and he's asked us about should we sign a new forward I think we there's consensus here on that one um, Blue Soap Um, thank you for the question Um, Jason asks a really important question I think we need deep analysis and discussion around Paul Lambert dropping the millennial office attire for out outfit there's something sinister going on here it's clear Evans is behind this and we deserve to know why thoughts on Paul Amber going full Pulis or is this just yes, temporary
2: it's, it's not the best clobber is it when you see him there with his little Ipswich town hat with PL embroidered into it it's we all it's need one kind of, of c- those Come on, Paul, you're a multi-millionaire. You can't, wear a 30, you can't wear a 30 grand watch in an Ipswich Town tracksuit.
3: He was wearing tracky bottoms on Tuesday night when it was 30-odd degrees. Oh, that was a mistake. He's surely got good footballer's car. He's getting the legs out, Paul. Um, Sam Chapman asks, um, do you think not being able to move Barton has hampered our movement in the transfer market?
2: definitely yeah it's that's really slowed it down and he's obviously a, a big wage and a big part of the budget and whilst whilst we've had other money in from unexpected sources like the tyrone Mings and matt clark sale it doesn't seem like they have in, increased the budget and bart is obviously taking a chunk of that budget up which lambert needs to get rid of him to use and <laughs> i don't think he will
3: that was a good rumble of thunder there joe um it's very atmospheric um Alistair Olimar um, I hope you enjoy the new um, theme music Olimar for the pod and um, that's staying for the whole season so um, I hope everyone likes that and um, the January signings were not good enough in the short term to get us out of trouble albeit a tough ask um, but we're not part of the long-term build either given the troubles of our summer recruitment we still appear to lack any strategy wasn't Leo Neil supposed to be guiding this thoughts?
2: Um, I, I assume he is guiding this but Evans is still the one that has to pull the trigger on these deals so we we don't know really what how far advanced Leo Neal can get with these transfers without Evans without Evans pulling the trigger so there's still not a clear delineation of responsibilities at the top of the club and until we know who's doing what and why it's hard to pin the blame on one person other than Marcus Evans Mm.
3: Um, and John Banger kind of a complimentary question to this thought we were looking to move away from too many loans this season Um, do you think this would Will be the case, or as the days tip by, we're going to strengthen to get. Um, we're going to get more um, as a desperate, desperate way to strengthen our squad. Luke Garbutt, obviously, a loan. Um, thoughts about whether, ideally, you'd sign Luke Garbutt permanently, but if it's a if it's a loan to buy, which we seldom do, I guess it's worthwhile. Yeah. Thoughts on loans is it more of a panic and short termism.
2: I, I can understand Lambert was saying about loans how you don't want too many, but realistically. We're going to end up with one, one or two but it's, it's, it's going to end up being more than that isn't it and we're going to all these comments he's made about loans he's going to find out that as Ipswich manager we move slowly in the transfer market and we get stuck in the loan market and we end up bringing in three or four and they picking up a huge part of our team and this plan that we've got just goes out the window when when the managers see the quality of the players they can bring in compared to what they've got
3: and we might have to wait for other teams to do their business before loans suddenly become available. And I'm counting the flash in the background to the rumble of thunder. <laughs> it's getting closer and closer, Jay. Um Jack Slader, um, given Lambert, um, does he? Do, no, sh- let me read this. I was trying to rewrite it for you, Jack. Surely Paul Lambert has to stick with Holly and Goal if we brought him in. Thoughts on that as a theory as to who you'd start? Ooh. No, you've just got you've just
2: got to, just got to um, pick the best keeper, don't you? So. Yeah. We'll see who that is. Um,
3: FBL tractor with Bishop injured and Judgy the lacking fitness for leaving. Who is our best option at number ten? We talked about this. He's lobbed another one into the mix. Um, crazy at number ten, Joe. No,
2: I'd probably play Dobra ahead of him. But I think El Mazzuni seems to be next in line at number ten from what we've seen in in preseason.
3: Rory Johnson, at what point do you stop calling injuries bad luck and start looking closely at or investing heavily in changing fitness staff and regimes? Are there other methods that other clubs have implemented successfully around this um this has been this has been brewing this kind of what are we doing to injure our players particularly given adam webster and mcgoldrick seasons last year Mm. any thoughts on this
2: it does it does seem that we get ridiculous amounts of injuries but a lot a lot of the injuries are just bad luck as opposed to things where something have gone wrong like Tristan him going in for a 50-50 ball and getting his ankle smashed is there's there's no injury prevention you can do to stop that yeah. Teddy Bishop open his knee opens up when he's playing but the the thing that always frustrates me is the comebacks where it's you hear a player is six weeks away and then it gets to six weeks and there's still another four weeks and then a few weeks down the line they then need an operation and it just seems I don't know something doesn't seem right but but the problem is you don't follow other clubs as closely as you do Ipswich to to know whether we're that's different true. we seem to have more injuries but we don't know how frustrated other fans get with aborted comebacks and things like that so
3: well I hope, it feels like that's part of Leo Neil's remit as well but it is frustrating certainly and it sets us back doesn't it um phil Boer, do you think we'll use a variety of formations throughout the season i like four-three-three, um as as do you um, but given our lack of fit winning wingers a 4-4-2 diamond might be better to start with thoughts on uh, we think lambert is a four-two-three-one. Right. has a preference for that but do you think a league one particularly when you've got lesser opposition there's going to be a lot more of a variation in okay. quality isn't it between the best teams and the worst teams okay. do you think we'll shift around a bit
2: I think we you're going to need to play two up front against some of the sort of poorer teams in the league. I think as it showed against Colchester, where we just totally battered them for twenty minutes of the second half when we had sort of two strikers on the pitch. And I think there's a lot of games where you're going to just need to overpower these teams and score more goals than them.
3: Mm. Um, I'm just reading through these questions. There's A lot that either we've covered or have already been asked. So apologies, <laughs> everyone whose question I don't read out. It's nothing personal. Um, Dave um, asks. Um, with our defence still looking a bit ropey, um, with no obvious improvements from last season, especially set pieces, do you think hope that we will take the will score more than you tactic forward for this season?
2: Um, well, we we need to, don't we? We need we need to st- score goals, and scoring goals has been an issue. And I I, 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 I know against Colchester we scored a few, but I struggle to see that we're going to be a side that's going to rack up. 90 100 goals so our defending is just going to need to improve quite simply
3: he stuck with the zonal marking that was noticeable from set pieces what's your thoughts on zone? i'm not a fan
2: i think we struggled with set pieces all pre-season we've looked a bit ropey and i don't know whether the players are sort of capable of marking like that but we'll see
3: um a few more questions these are the ones who replied directly to you joe and they've got a little bit more of a negative tone around them. No offence to the guys who asked them, but I don't know what that says about your followers versus mine, Joe. But, um, uh, Phil Pretchard, how many seasons do you see us winning in League One? This, have a, this might have an optimistic answer. Um, two. Two. I think you're right. I think we'll... I feel a bit of a slow burn season. I think we'll probably start a little bit shaky and build into it and we'll find our confidence, but... Um, who knows? It'd be good to do this. It would be just a one season wonder. Um, we've talked about this, Andy Nichols. do you think we're still a little bit weak in defence? Um, our only area that um, needs adding to... Um, yeah, I thought we've talked about this, but is it centre-backs and full-backs do you think we're in the market for? I, th-
2: I think so, because realistically you've got Chambers and Ntiala. Chambers didn't have the best season last year. You've got hope that he can pick that up, but he is getting to the latter stage of his career. Um and Ken lock Lambert trusts and likes but right back is a problem position there's no backup left back with Nydan being injured other than playing someone out of position there so we are we're probably at least too short there
3: the same with this one it's an interesting question um, on the face of it, is, it it appears to be negative so apologies the cricket fella because I don't think it is um, is this the weakest ITFC squad in living memory and I'll, I'm going to give it a slant Joe which is Relatively speaking, for the division we're in, is this a weak squad? Clearly, in comparison to the two thousand, two thousand one squad or the eighty, eighty one squad, this squad is the weakest in our history. But we're at League One. How do you think this squad rates against the rest of the division? I know we're we're not experts on League One, but
2: yeah, I've been sort of trying to have a look over the last few days into sort of League One squads, and we are right up there. in it's sort of maybe Sunderland and Portsmouth have a better squad than us in, in reality, and sort of I'd put similar to like Rotherham and a couple of other teams but I think it shows how far we've fallen when you see the clubs we're compared to but we are we have one of the best squads in the division but it's a long way off being a good championship squad
3: but yeah
2: we need to cross that bridge when we come to it but probably it is the weakest squad we've had in our history because we're in the worst position we've had in our history so
3: agreed yeah it's going to be an interesting season isn't it and I think I think the message is is to be patient early on um, because it is going to take some getting used to, and we will be seen as a big team To that teams will want to beat or to take a point off, won't it? Um, but, yeah. And it's a tough start as well, but hopefully there's enough quality there. Stay injury-free as much as we can, a few additions, and who knows, Joe, who knows? Are you gonna? I'm going to put you on the spot and ask for a bit of a prediction of where you think we'll finish or how you think the season will go. I, th-
2: I think we'll finish in the top six, but... Like I said, I don't think that we're going to be pushing right up at the very top, sort of in the battlefield automatic. I think we're just going to be just behind the sort of front runners for that and go into the lottery of the playoffs.
3: I I would like that as well. I think for me, sixth place is par for a good season. My fear is we'll be slightly just behind the playoff places. But hopefully, Joe, more wins, more goals... I think that's the minimum that we could ask for, I think, after last seasons.
2: Well, how many did we win last year? Four, five? Yeah,
3: exactly right. So I have rocked up to Nuts County having looked at the team and wasn't confident. It would be nice to go to games with a bit of confidence that we might actually win something. So cool. here's to that. Um, season ticket packs are arriving. The last pre-season friendly is Saturday. The Blue Monday podcast is back. We'll be... Um, It'll be Ben and Dave, I think, doing a little bit of a preview for for Burton and, um, and a look ahead to the season next week. Um, and then um, Ben will kind of take you all through the plans for the season and all the stuff that we've got um, in mind and coming up. Um, Joe, thank you for your time. Thank you for your hard work. I know you've done a bit of research on that and um, your opinions there and the views we've set out, which will probably come to nothing on Burton when he goes four four two and we'll sign two centre backs and two wingers. Yeah, God knows what. But thank you for that, and um, I'll let you have the last word. Um, good
2: luck, everyone in League One. I hope you enjoy some new away grounds and some wins. <laughs>
1: It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there, offering much needed distraction. Your mates already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at Participating Restaurant.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.